the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors. Got questions concerning elder or state law? Attorney Mike Connors has the answer. He's been recognized as one of New York's top lawyers by New York Magazine and brings nearly 40 years of experience to the table. His office number is 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Here's Mike Connors. We are gathered here on hallowed ground. Welcome to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. If this is the first time you heard the show, welcome aboard. The show is in a couple of different parts. The first part of the show, we talk about estate planning and elder law. And the idea behind estate planning is to pass assets from one generation to the next, paying the least amount in taxes we need to pay legally, avoiding going through court. That's avoiding probate. And as far as elder law is concerned, our goal is to try to save assets from nursing home bills. The second part of the show, we talk about a variety of different things, you know, politics, history, religion, nostalgia, and we'll get into that a little bit further. But we're going, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, a legend that we lost a little while ago and a new movie that's going to be coming out in the near future. But in the meanwhile, let's talk about estate planning. And, and Beth, what we were talking about just before we came on the air? Well, there's some changes with the LLC programs. Okay. I know I'm new, not saying that right, but if you've got... There's a new law that's effective January 1st this year. If you have a, a corporation, whether it's an S corporation, a C corporation, a limited liability company, or even, you know, a, a, a tr- trust that's in business, you have to file a new form effective this year where you list all the owners. I mean, the idea behind this is obviously to get rid of shell companies. Now, whether that's going to be effective or what's going to happen, I have no idea. But a lot of others are going to be caught in this bureaucracy or whatever because the penalty for not filing is $500 a day, and we haven't seen any limit on the amount of the fine can be. Now, I attended a seminar last week, and they said, well, the intention is not to get the mom-and-pop stores and find them, but who knows what's going to happen in the long run. They're supposedly they're looking for money launderers. Uh, but they want to know who owns corporations, who owns LLCs, for instance. So if for the sake of argument, let's say you did 
an S-corporation a few years back. And, you know, the two owners to the corporation, family members, you have to file this form, assuming you established the corporation before January 1st this year, you have to file the form before December 31st, the end of this year. So there's more than enough time to do this, and the form is not overly complicated. Well, I'm just just starting just for me, like, what's an S-corporation, and what is an LLC? Okay, an LLC is a limited liability company. And basically, it's a, for you know, I mean, for us old people, it's a relatively new, um, it's, it's kind of like a simplified corporation, where basically you have the, the idea why, usually if you own real estate, in the old days you used to put your real estate in a corporation, a C corporation, because that's all you had. This is pre-Ronald Reagan. Um, and, and so that if you had a lawsuit, let's say you owned a building, you had a fire in the building, or if you had a business and your business went under, your personal assets would not be exposed to the creditors. So let's say if you have a bill, I'm going to use it in a building because that's in a lot of cases where our clients are using their corporations and LLCs. So let's say you have a building, you have a corporation, you put your building in a corporation, God forbid there's a fire in the building, some people are seriously hurt and they have lawsuits. Well, obviously that's bad. Hopefully you have an insurance policy and a good insurance policy. And if there's anybody out there that sells umbrella policies, I'll recommend them to you because I think almost anybody with any amount of assets should have an umbrella policy. An umbrella policy is like a super policy that insures you for over a million dollars to help pay for, you know, lawsuits if you're sued. So let's say there's a fire in the building. A lot of people are hurt in the fire. You may not even be in fault, but in today's world, juries might go wild. You know, the wiring, maybe somebody, uh, listen, I saw a guy sued once where, you know, a kid was playing in matches in somebody's house. A fire started. And the smoke detectors, the batteries ran ran out, and the guy was sued. And and I mean, yeah, how do you know that the batteries ran out in your tenant's apartment, especially since the tenants may have removed the batteries from the the wiring or whatever? So, you know, there was a lawsuit, major lawsuit, and you know, if you have a corporation, they can take the corporate assets, but they can't take your personal assets. And the same principle applies to a limited liability company. Now, a limited liability company is has a little bit more beneficial tax aspects to it when somebody dies. Because let's say you own a corporation, you own a building, and it's in a corporation. Now, if it's a C corporation, that's its own entity by itself. And that's where people do shell companies, you know, to take money from overseas bribes and hide their money and so forth. But the C but corporation. Nobody does that. Right. The C corporation, it's its own entity. It files its own tax return. Nobody, in some cases, knows who's, who owns it, which is what, obviously, they're going to try to crack down on. And as corporation, you get the, the benefits of a corporation. You're protected from lawsuits. Uh, but you're taxed. You can take your losses or your profits from the building and, you know, tax it as your regular partnership or as a partnership or a sole proprietor or whatever. So let's say you, you have a building and you have losses on the building, you can take it off your other income with an S-corporation. And if you have profits, you don't have to worry about paying corporate taxes. You just get taxed on your individual rate. Um, so th- that was a good 
innovation that came in, in in the 80s. And the problem, let's say, if you own real estate, most of our clients who own real estate, you know, they paid $50,000 for the building, who knows how many years ago, it's worth a million dollars today, probably more, obviously. So the tax basis on that property, let's say that you paid 50000 assume you, you, you wrote some of it off and you put some money into it, but let's say it's dated $50,000. And the day you die, the property's worth a million dollars. Well, if you're, the corporation in theory sells it, they have a gain of $950,000. Now, if it's a C corporation, they're going to pay tax on that gain. And then when they distribute the funds from the C corporation, the recipients are going to pay another income tax. So that ain't the best way to go tax-wise. The S corporation is all right if you sell, if after you're gone, the shareholder sells the corporation and dissolves it within the same year, then the capital gains taxes are wiped out by death. You get the stepped-up basis. And that you get on an S corporation. But here's the difference between an LLC and an S corporation, why an LLC is preferable if you're starting today. Let's say you have an, an, an LLC. Again, you, you paid $50,000 for the house. Or you paid 500000 for the house, but you depreciated a lot of it off, and it's worth a million dollars today. And so, in theory, if you sell the property today, you have a $950,000 gain. Remember, we're not talking about personal residences today. We're talking about investment properties. So let's say you have a $950,000 gain. With capital gains taxes, you're paying $300,000 in real money in taxes. So, but let's say you hold the property till after you're gone. Your children sell the property, capital gains are wiped out by death. So if the property's worth a million dollars on the day you pass away and your children sell that property for a million dollars, they don't pay an income tax, a capital gains income tax. They You get the stepped-up basis and they pay the taxes outright. Now, as far as we, we've talked about, you know, estate and death taxes, and there's no estate tax in New York under almost $7 million, a little under $7 million. And that, if you plan it properly, that's $7 million for a husband, $7 million for a wife. So in a lot of cases, we can get the assets completely out tax-free. Um, but it, at the same time, here's one of the big differences between the S Corporation and the LLC. You have an investment property. You like it. Your family wants to keep it. Okay. An S Corporation the corporation, the asset didn't die in the corporation. So your relatives don't get the stepped-up basis to depreciate the asset. Yeah, when they sell it, they can get the stepped-up basis, but not if they keep it. With the limited liability company, let's say your property is worth a million dollars when you die. Your relatives want to keep that property. Well, I'm simplifying the numbers, and I have a tendency to round numbers, but I think that's the best way to explain it. Your Relatives then can write off probably at least $25,000 a year off their income tax returns on the depreciation of the property, and that can be a tremendous advantage. And, of course, that's one reason you don't just give away real estate. Now, I mean, when you start to get into big numbers and somebody's got $30, $40, 50000000 million, maybe you make some gifts of real estate. But even then, you got to be very careful because if you give, you know, real estate away, let's say, again, you paid fifty thousand for it. Or your tax base is fifty thousand. It's worth a million. You may save three three hundred thousand dollars in uh, estate taxes. Maybe if you're over fourteen million dollars as a couple. But 
your children are going to lose $300,000 in depreciation savings or $300,000 in capital gains taxes. So a, a lot of times, you know, you read some of these plans and schemes and whatever, and they, they're, they're not as good as they seem because what you save in estate taxes, you're going to lose in capital gains taxes. And of course, if you're one of those people that were kind of like in the middle and you had a $10 million estate, you got a $10 million estate today. And if you live in New York, there's no estate tax under $7 million times two, $14 million. You lost the capital gains advantage and you didn't pick up anything on the estate tax because your estate is under $14 million. And by the way, if you move to Florida and you're a Florida resident, there's no estate tax under, you know, almost 13 million, almost 14 million dollars. So a husband and wife moving to Florida can get 25 million dollars plus out tax free, which is one of the reasons like a lot of wealthy people are moving to Florida. I have one more. I mean, capital gains tax, we hear that in the estate tax. Maybe people don't know what depreciation is. Well, let's say if you buy a property for a million dollars. All right, and you collect rents on it. And let's say you have, let's say, a 39-year table to depreciate on. You use it 39 years. So let's say 39 into a million is roughly $25,000 a year. So $25,000 a year comes off your taxes each year, which is why wealthy people invest in real estate. So let's say for the sake of argument, you know, you pay your real estate taxes, your insurance, your expenses, your mortgage interest, and you, you pay all those expenses, and let's say you make, in theory, a $25,000 cash flow, positive cash flow of 25000 Well, then if you depreciate 25000 you take that 25000 positive cash flow and put it in your pocket. That's one of the reasons real estate leads to growth, because you have that advantage. You, it's almost, it's a phantom deduction. And of course... If you hold the property till after you're gone, your children can start a whole new cycle. So the depreciation goes to them. Right, but at a stepped-up basis. Right, right. So let's say you your, your property, you don't depreciate anymore because you bought it so many years ago and you've written almost all the expenses of the property off, you know, even if you put some money into the building over the years, but let's say you've written it all off. Well, then when you die, your children get the, the stepped-up basis in depreciation. And of course, right now, nobody's putting real, putting a lot of money in the real estate because if you own rental property in New York State, I'm not talking about commercial rental property, but residential rental property, the city of New York doesn't allow you to, to recapture back your expenses. So I don't know if that's ever going to be corrected in New York City. But in any event, if you own an LLC, you own a corporation, you have to file with the federal government before the end of this year. If you start an LLC or a corporation this year, you have to file within 90 days of filing a corporation, which, of course, is really not too burdensome, but if you don't know about it, and what I'm worried about is there are going to be some people that are going to get on LegalZoom.com, and you know they're going to get on LegalZoom.com, and nobody's going to tell them the right advice or give them the right advice. Well, you don't know the questions to ask. I know they... I know they're well-meaning, the things online, but if you don't understand what's going on and you're just checking off the boxes, something might be missed. That's the problem. 
Right. And I mean, I haven't filled out one of these forms yet. We're going to, in fact, we're going to work on it tomorrow, I think, Beth. Right. Um, just to go over them to get a, a handle of it. It doesn't look like the most complicated form in the world. But at the same time, let's say you have a trust that owns real estate and an LLC. And a lot of times we do that to protect those assets from lawsuits. We, you have an investment property, we put it in LLC. Then to avoid probate, we have a trust own the LLC. Well, we're going to have to own, list all the beneficial owners of the trust for more than 25%. And if there's a trust protector, which we don't use a lot of Connors and Sullivan, but occasionally is used. What is a trust protector? Well, somebody that you give certain powers to, let's say, you know, you have a divided family or, or you, you, you have a trustee, and obviously if you do a trust, you should trust the trustee, but you want somebody else there if you're not around to remove the trustee, change certain parts of the trust, um, and in other words, kind of like a referee. You know, you have a trust for the benefit of your disabled child, and you make your son let's say, the trustee for the benefit of your disabled daughter. But you're a little worried maybe your son's not going to do the right thing for your daughter. So you put, let's say, a trusted nephew or niece as a trust protector who can come in and say, hey, this is not right, and change the trustee or do certain other powers that you can get. Uh, Again, in New York, we don't use a trust protector an awful lot. In other parts of the country, it's used. And, of course, a lot of wealthy people use a trust protector you know, because they're, if they're putting like millions of dollars in trust, they want to have somebody controlling it, doing the right thing. So, uh, again, if you have any questions about this, you can give us a call at Connors and Sullivan. Schedule an appointment. I'll talk it over with you. Give us a call at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. But the main point I wanted to get today, if you own a business, if you have an S corporation, you have a C corporation, you have a limited liability company, You're supposed to file with the IRS before December 31st of this year. If you form one of those corporations, then you have 90 days to file. And again, the penalties are steep. And, you know, I know the IRS is saying they're not going to want to go after the small mom and pops. But who's going to make the always do. You know, whether they do or not. And the fines are $500 a day without a limit. So obviously they could put any business they want to put out of business by not filing this. So obviously, please file. We would hate to think that politics would get involved. I'm getting very jaded. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes. You're listening to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Honors, accompanied by my wife, Beth. Yep. And my son, Michael. Thanks for being with us. How can I protect my family if something happens to me? What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa? These and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, taxes, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors and Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500, or connorsandsullivan.com. 
If you're a homeowner age 62 or older and are finding it harder to pay off debt, or how about enjoying your retirement years with less stress? A home equity conversion mortgage may be the answer for you and your family. Hi, this is Frank Melia, a certified mortgage planner, and I've helped countless homeowners all over the tri-state area tap into a little or a lot of their home equity so they can use it right now. Give me a call so our team here at Contour Mortgage can show you how the loan program works and how much you and your family may qualify for. My job is to help you find the best solution for your retirement goals. I do this by educating homeowners with straightforward information and answers. It's free to call and speak with me, Frank Melia, to determine if this mortgage program might be able to help you and your loved ones now. Call and speak with me. I'll answer your questions and help you decide if a reverse mortgage is right for you and your family. Make the call now, 888-954-7463. Once again, that's 888-954-7463, and you could be on your way to a better retirement. Frank Melia, NMLS number 62591, Contour Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 34384, 990 Stewart Avenue, Suite 660, Garden City, New York, 11530, Licensed Mortgage Banker, New York State Department of Financial Services. I'm in a good place in my life. And I'm energized by new adventures. I've got friends to laugh with. And a good relationship. But even though I'm Kind of comfortable? I sometimes wonder, is there something more? Could God in church be what you're looking for? Come and see at CatholicsComeHome.com. Do you have somewhere to sleep? Did you eat today? Are you making ends meet? For thousands of New Yorkers, the answer is no. For children and youth, adults, seniors, people struggling with addiction or mental illness, and for the isolated, Catholic Charities of Brooklyn and Queens is there. With 160 programs and more than 4,500 units of affordable housing, Catholic Charities is one of the largest multi-service charitable organizations in the nation. We help change lives and build communities. If you or someone you know needs assistance, call 718-722-6001 or visit CCB. Welcome back to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors, still accompanied by my wife, Beth. Yes, hey, everybody. And my son, Michael. Hello, everyone. I have another question for you. This seems to be over and over. Are there going to be changes to New York State's Medicaid laws? Well, for the longest time, we were told that starting April 1st this year, 2024, New York State Medicaid was going to institute a look-back period for home care Medicaid. Prior to today, if let's say you had a relative that need home care Medicaid services, you need, um, you know, home care services, you need a home attendant, you need home equipment, you need supplies to help keep your relative at home rather than going into a nursing home. And believe me, the le- nursing home should be the last resort. We really shouldn't want to have too many people in nursing homes. We should try to keep them at home if we can. And there are a lot of good programs in New York through Home Care Medicaid, you know, to keep your loved ones at home, including programs where you can hire your own home attendants, including family members. So the family members can pay $18 an hour plus get benefits to keep their relatives at home. And if you have any questions about that, you're always free to give us a call. But the look back period was supposed to be, you know, instituted on April 1st. So for a while, we thought, hey, you got to get these applications in before April 1st. 
And that's not as always easy as it seems, because to apply by April 1st, that means that if you want to apply before April 1st, that means you have to be under the Medicaid limits, which is roughly $30,000 for a single person, under $30,000 on February 28th. Fortunately, the first day of the month you can apply, which would be March 1st, but if you wait till March 31st, the first day of the month is April and the new rules come by. But fortunately, that the institution of a look-back period for home care Medicaid has been pushed back and it's going to go at least somewhere in 2025. Now, I would say the threat of, of putting the 30-month look-back period for home care Medicaid has been floating around for years. I think it was supposed to go into effect October 2021 or something. And, I mean, the, the, the ball has just been kicked down the road for these many years. I'm not sure. Originally, the, the excuse was COVID, that right, you, you, right. you, you didn't want to affect benefits. And not only that, the city workers weren't working or processing these things. So they didn't have the manpower to institute a 30-month look-back period. They didn't have the personality to look at everything. So during COVID, a lot of things went, they were very, very, very lax during COVID. And a lot of things went in that shouldn't go in. But that's starting to straighten out a little bit. But the good news is if you have a relative who needs home care Medicaid, you know, you can use home care services, you can get a home attendant. Again, there are programs where you can hire your own home attendant. It could be a family member. It could be a lady up the street. If you don't have anybody you can hire, well, they're also, you can go to an agency and the agency can supply you with workers. And I know somebody, some people are little reluctant to go through the agencies and they're worried about what type of workers they're going to get but a squeaky wheel gets oiled if you don't get along with the worker tell the agency and they'll try to get somebody else that can work with you and you know they know sometimes personalities just don't match you don't have to apologize if your older person is a little crotchety or something like that and just doesn't like anybody for no reason they know that they understand that so you know, work with them, try to get another person in there. But there are a lot of good programs in New York to keep you out of a nursing home. Now, when we do talk about the look-back period, there is a look-back period for nursing home Medicaid. If you apply for nursing home Medicaid benefits to pay for a nursing home bill, you have to document all your transactions for five years prior to your application for benefits. And, of course, that's one of the things we use irrevocable trust for. If you want to get the five-year clock started, you put your assets in an irrevocable trust. We're going to say in, in February, March is month number one on the five-year clock, and you're at four years and 11 months, and you're never worse off by getting the clock started. And, you know, I know a lot of people come to me and say, well, I'm 85 years old. I'm not going to live five years. And one, they're, they're they do. They're wrong. <laughs> they're wrong. They are living five years. And no. number two, what happens if you're 85 and you die at 88? Well, the assets in the trust go out tax-free to your heirs without going, <coughs> without going through probate. So, you know, it's not like it's five years. Some people think that if you do the irrevocable trust and there's a five-year look-back period, the trust is not good if you, if you die within five years. No, the trust is good. It's just to get absolute protection of those assets that went into the trust takes a full five years. And even then, there are a lot of exempt transfers, um, you know, transfers to a disabled child, transfers to a spouse, 
transfers of a homestead to his child who lives in the same house with the parent for two or more years, transfer of a homestead where you have a brother or sister living in the same house, co-op, condo, for one or more years. And, and the exempt transfers we can use, you know, there, there are more benefits out there than you might think, and more exemptions. Like disabled child, well, I'm 50 years old, I'm not a child. Well, if your parent is alive, you are a child. So, you know, get the right advice if you're in a crisis situation. And I've literally seen people pay hundreds of thousands of dollars by not getting the right advice, paying nursing home bills they didn't have to pay. And in some cases, I mean, a lot of the social workers are well-meaning, but they're not lawyers and they're not working for you. Well, I know if you've got children, maybe they could help you, nieces and nephews, brothers. What if you don't have anybody that can help you? It are can can trusts not be set up for you or you know what do you do you just are you at the the are, are this does the system take over no matter what or do you have options well you do have i mean one of the things you can do if i mean you can have a friend you can have a virtually anybody as a trustee if you wanted to and if you don't have relatives and you're leaving your assets to charity or a a diverse group of people and nobody's there in charge we can act as the trustees or the the executors of your will for you but again we recommend family first there's no question go with family first but if family's not around yeah you can talk us talk to us about those options and you know the again whatever you do is, is we don't want assets to go to the state if you don't have relatives well that's why charitable giving is just wonderful um, and there, everybody knows we talk about several different charities, but you may have your own charities that you know about. And yes, much better they get it than the state. Okay, so we're going to take a break in a second, but does anybody remember the Honeymooners? I do, I do. And I'm talking about the original Honeymooners with Jackie Gleason and Art Carney. And, you know, yep, jo- yep. yeah. Well, <laughs> was this Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah, it was in Brooklyn, Chauncey Street in Brooklyn. Okay. Well, one of our friends who we interviewed a few years back, she passed away, Trixie from the Honeymooners. And so we're going to pl- replay the interview we did with her a few years ago. Again, you're listening to Ask the Lawyer with me, Mike Connors. Thanks for being with us. Hi, this is Patrick Wayne. I had the good fortune to be raised by a man of strength and courage, a man of true grit. My father, John Wayne, died of stomach cancer in 1979, and in his characteristic style, he ignored advice to keep his disease quiet and campaigned publicly to encourage preventive treatments. He inspired our family to carry on that mission and to fight what my dad called the Big C. All this has been made possible by my father's legacy of determination and a community of supporters who have helped expand upon that legacy. If you'd like to know more about what the Wayne family is doing to fight cancer, just go to johnwayne.org. Time now for Connor's Corner, where Mike takes a closer look at topics like history, politics, religion, and more. Here's Mike. Welcome to the Connor's Corner segment. 
of Ask the Lawyer. With me right now is is one of the true legends of, of early television, Joyce Randolph. And the reason, I mean, even the younger people in this office watch old honeymoon episodes on TV. And Joyce Randolph was Trixie. Welcome to the show, Trixie. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Okay, so how, how did you how did you get lined up with the the honeymooners with Jackie Gleason and so forth? Oh, well, I'd been an actress for quite a while. I started on the stage, and then you sort of segue into television because it was very up and coming. And um, I did a number of television shows and uh, with. Um, Colgate Comedy Hour, and they had rotating comics like um, Milton Berle and, and Danny Thomas and, and uh, Fred Allen, and uh, there was one other. And I, I, I was on all of their shows doing you know, little bits and pieces and things. And uh, then one day the casting guy from the Honeymooners called me. Well, it wasn't, no, it wasn't Honeymooners yet. I mean, he called me to do a, a Clorets commercial. So I did this Clorette's commercial, and uh, then I guess I was on his mind because I had just done that. And he said, um, um, have you, um, it's also long ago, I start forgetting what happened. <laughs> Excuse me. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, he said, have you, uh, you, you watched the thing that we started to do uh, on, on the Jackie Gleason show called The Honeymooners? And I said, no. Uh, Diane and I, my roommate, we don't even have a television set. <laughs> we were poor. <laughs> and he said, well, you know, it's about this big blustering guy. He's a bus driver. His wife uh, is called Alice, and, and she's played by, in those days, by Pert Kelton. And he said that his best buddy is a sewer worker named Ed Norton, and they've written in a wife for Ed called Trixie. And uh, uh, I thought of, of you, you could, you know, can you come in and... Uh, you know, do do it once. You know that that's the audition. Just doing it once. <laughs> we were only on Channel Five, which was an independent, small channel then. And I, you know, came in and with very little rehearsal because that's the way Mr. Gleason worked. Very little rehearsal. He didn't believe in a lot of rehearsal. And uh, it the show went off okay. And and uh, so then a few weeks later. Joe Cates was on the phone. He says, "Well, the Trixie's back in the show. I, I guess, I guess you're doing it. And, you know, come in and do it." I said, oh, "Fine, fine. <laughs> wear your own clothes." <laughs> they didn't even <laughs> give me any clothes. And I wear my own blouses and skirts. And I, I dug up a Friday for from somewhere, <clears throat> and uh, so that's how that started. And that's not a good way to start because I had no agent representing me or anything. You know, I had just fallen into it, and they just give you the, the least amount that they could, and, and uh, that's the way it was. It, it got a little better but, because then in uh, 1952, CBS bought us uh, for 52 to 57, and... Uh, the, the parts were longer, you know. The honeymooners, the honeymooners got longer and longer. It wasn't just a very tiny thing that the Gleason did. It, it slowly became about the biggest skit that he did on his own show. And we were always part of the uh, Jackie Gleason show. We didn't become on our own as honeymooners until um, 57, about 54, 53, okay. 54. Let me ask and, you uh, something. 
Did you ever think 65 years later people would still be watching the shows? Oh, absolutely not. We had no idea. This came as a big surprise. <laughs> like you're part of American television history, the whole show, all, you know, all four of you. Yeah, I, I, that's what people tell me. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. What was it like working on the set? Was it easy? Was it hard? Was it just a job? Well, it was hard because Jackie wouldn't rehearse much. The, the scripts were sent to our apartments on Thursday night for a Saturday show. And we'd go in uh, Friday, and uh, still didn't see Mr. Gleason, but the changes were there that he had made in that script. So we got our changes, and then we showed up at uh, noon on Saturday, and, and that was it. Then finally we saw him, and finally we had a bit of a rehearsal, not not a lot. And then he would disappear in his dressing room, and we would all run up to Audrey's dressing room and run the words over and over so that we could get through that at 8 o'clock. And that little light went on, and we knew we were live, and uh, we had to do it. What's so your it, it, uh, What's your greatest memory from the show? Oh, I don't know. There's so many memories, Gully. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, no one that's greatest. It's just happy to do all those shows, and that, that people still love it, and and that I hear from people and there are fan clubs and, and you know all sorts of things now speaking of that my my wife was at the three west club and she heard you uh, was speaking at the lambs club now what what is the lambs club the lambs club is the oldest theatrical club in america and um we've been around for a long time my late husband who died uh, oh gosh 15 20 probably i think when he died he was the shepherd of the lambs for the last 11 years of his life. Shepherd meaning president. Right. And um, so we, we have another one. We've had several since then, and, and one now is called Mark Barron, and he works very hard to keep the club going because clubs are all faltering nowadays. People don't join clubs anymore. It's not a big thing. And young people don't seem to want to join clubs. They'd rather run to 8th Avenue in their blue jeans and, you know, drink in some bar rather than belong to a nice club. <laughs> but um, it, it's a great club, and, and uh, we've got a few new younger members, so hopefully we're not going to die off. What are the qualifications to be a member? Do you have to be in show business? Well, that helps, but if you just admire show business, you can get in if you have your you know, initiation fee, and, and uh, if you're a good person, you know, if somebody submits you. That's not too difficult. Are you are you working on any projects right now? No, because I'm I'm not well anymore. You know, I'm 94 and, and it's damn broken hip and, and uh, it my my in the same leg uh, my knee is very bad. And that should have been replaced long ago, but you can't do it now. No no knee doctor wants to do me at 94. You know, I I could die under the anesthetics. So it's just, it holds me back. The bad knee infects the whole leg and, you know, my back. And, and uh, But I keep going. Do you watch honey, Do you watch the Honeymooners now? Do you watch the repeats? Sure. Not every night. Not always. Because it's on here, uh, what, 11 or 11.30 in New York City on uh, Channel 11. 
and uh, I did. I think I did look last night. But I and, and they have the marathon on what New Year's Eve or was it Christmas Eve? I don't know. They had them where they run all of the. They run all thirty nine. But there are more than thirty nine, you know. But those are called the classic thirty nine. Well, you know, thanks for your contribution to TV history, and we really appreciate your, your sharing your thoughts today. And you know, anybody looking at the Lambs Club, where do they notify? It's the Three West Club, Three West Fifty First Street. Is that where they would get yeah, an, an application? Yeah, Three West Fifty First. Uh huh. Yeah, they could get an application there at the main front desk, I believe, or go up to the fifth floor. We have the fifth floor, and uh, it's not always populated. But Friday nights it would be. They come come Friday night to the fifth floor. Say hello and, and you know find out more about it. Okay, one second. My wife Beth wanted to say a word. Hi, sure. I'm I'm Hi. The, I'm so sorry that I missed you at the Lambs Club. Um, years ago, I sang with um, the Fred Waring Show. Oh yeah, and he had also been the president of the Lambs Club. Yes, yes he'd been a shepherd. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Well, he just. He he could catch us off guard when we were performing, too. <laughs> we didn't do a whole lot of rehearsing for something new. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, you know, things came off better that way. They were fresh. They were fresh, absolutely. Um, we and, and they, you just better not tell him you didn't feel good because you'd be in trouble. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> our our tenor soloist one night said, oh, he couldn't go on because he had a stomach ache. And Mr. Waring says, oh, well, that's okay. And then he didn't let him sing for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, he punished him, yeah. Oh, my goodness. But I wish to goodness I had been there when you had been at the Lambs. So, but thank you so much for coming well, I, on the I, show. I, you know, I try to go every Friday, but it's too difficult. I, you know, I'm... I, walking a walker and and uh, so it's difficult but uh, i try to go every friday you should stop by some friday night and say hello to people well i thought about jo- you know i'm gonna do that i'm absolutely i am absolutely gonna do that thank you so much i keep saying i'm going to and i just never do but i well, absolutely look, will look for mark Barron. mark Barron is the shepherd and he's a very nice guy and and uh He'll show you around. You are a sweetheart. Thank you so very much. Joyce Randolph, the Honeymooners Trixie. Thank you for being on Connor's <laughs> Corner. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, dear. How can I protect my family if something happens to me? What if I need to go to a nursing home? What will happen to our savings, our home? What's the best way to give my home to my kids? Who will help us take care of Grandpa? These and many other questions can be answered with a phone call to Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, 718-238-6500. Mike Connors, one of New York Magazine's top lawyers, has over 30 years of estate planning and elder law experience. Mike and his team of professionals will help you protect your assets from probate, taxes, and nursing home costs so you can have peace of mind knowing you and your family will be taken care of and protected. I'm Mike Connors, founder of Connors & Sullivan. People don't plan to fail, they fail to plan. The time to plan is now. I'm Beth Connors. Call today for a free initial consultation with one of our experienced lawyers. Connors and Sullivan in Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500, or connorsandsullivan.com. Well, welcome back, everybody. Joyce Randolph was fated 
all the time at the Lambs Club in Manhattan. They took care of her. They visited with her, and she was she went there every year for the parties. And um, the Lambs Club goes way back. Um, right now, it's housed at Three West Club in Manhattan. But years and years ago, my old boss, Mr. Waring, was president of the Lambs Club. So I I just wanted to do a shout out to them for being so kind and such a very good friend to Ms. Randolph in in her waning years. All right. Now, you know, people have been asking me, when are you doing seminars again? And of course, I don't do seminars, our own seminars during the winter months, just for different, you know, experiences, a little snow, nobody comes out, people don't like to come out in bad weather during the winter. Um, So we don't do our regular scheduled seminars during the winter months. But if you have a not-for-profit um, we'll be glad to do a seminar for you. And this past week, and we had a very, very nice seminar at St. Francis of Assisi Church on West 31st Street, Manhattan. It's great people there. Um, you know, it's, it, it's a wonderful experience to have a, you know, room full of 60 people who are asking questions and involved and, and everything else. And of course, that's a great community, you know, the Franciscan community get there on West 31st Street. And I would dare say we probably had more clients leave money to Francis Vasissi and their different organizations associated with that church than any other uh, local charity. I think St. Jude's is obviously the one charity that gets the most donations from our clients or whatever. But St. Francis Vasissi, I think it's a wonderful community there, the wonderful people there. I'd, I would like to thank them for the hospitality they gave us. And, you know, it's also a very nice mass at the end that they had, you know. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, again, if you, if you're, you're, if there's some charities you're thinking about, um, St. Francis of Assisi, they have a lot of good programs, Feeding the Poor, Franciscan Missionaries Overseas. There are a lot of good programs. And, and reminded one client we talked about, believe it or not, a Jewish client, Miss Halpern, that left them over a million dollars, and they've been very grateful about that. And you know, because she admired what they were doing to help feed the poor. She was, and she she needs it. We need to sh- a shout out for her because she was a sweetheart. Yes, a little eccentric, but a sweetheart. That made her even a, more of a sweetheart. All right, now getting back, and if you want us to, to you want to schedule a seminar, you, you have a you know a church group, a synagogue. Uh, senior citizens organization, even a private company. We've done more than a few seminars for private companies. We do not charge. You know, there was another priest from another parish who was there at the seminar. I said, how much do you charge for this? And I said, we don't charge for this. You know, it's public relations. We try to do the best we can. So if you have one of those groups, give us a call at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500, and, and ask for Donna and Leah, and we'll try to get that moving. Now, I want to talk about a new movie that's that's coming out. Beth, you and I saw some clips from it, and it looks really to be um, a dynamic movie. And, you know, when I first heard about it, the name of the movie is Cabrini, and it's about Francis Cabrini, St. Francis Cabrini, female Francis. And when I first heard about it, well, said, how great can a movie be about a nun? But I think with some of the previews and the clips we saw and explanations by the producer the other day, um, it, it seems to be a, 
I don't know. I think it's going to be a great movie. Well, the two movies he'd done before were what? Bella? Yeah. And? Sound of Freedom that he was involved in. And they came to him and said, we we would like for you to do this. And he's an elderly man. And he said, no, no. No more movies. You know, because it's it's a lot of work. Yeah. But then it... From the few people we do know, make, making and putting together a movie is... It, it's an extraordinary experience. It's like everything's built on sand. Nothing is solid. No deals are solid. And I don't even know how a movie is made today. But, you know, this movie... It's gotten made. It's going to be released on March 8th, theaters. And the the thing is, it's about Mother Cabrini, who was an Italian immigrant, who did extraordinary things for the immigrant community and, you know, for the Catholic Church worldwide. And it's really not just the story of a nun. It's the story of a woman who fights the odds, fights the establishment to try to get things done in the name of Christ. But schools, hospitals, she had her name all over the place. And it wasn't just New York City. She went Seattle. I was surprised by that. Chicago? Did I, do I have? We saw snippets of it. And um, if you have any Italian background in you, I would say this is a must. Because... When immigrants come into the country, it doesn't matter when you came in, you know, you've got to prove yourself, make your mark. And um, I think what she did, which was extraordinary, there were all these, there were orphans, there were um, just the children trying to be, she wanted them educated, but she would have them sing songs from Italy in Italian, so that they would love where they came from. But then say, this is your new country. So you learn English, and you learn what America is all about. And just a woman with, this is the 1800s, you know, the late 1800s. So this life was not easy. And what was that? The five... Five points. Five points. Which if you saw Martin Scorsese's Gangs of New York, that was settled in five points, which is probably a very, very historically inaccurate movie. It's that, probably as it's bad as any, <laughs> as any 1930s Hollywood movie ever was. Hopefully this is a lot more grounded in well, history. This, and then this was very interesting. When the producer, when he was talking about it, he said, you know, we wanted to do this much. He, since... How old when he was older? He didn't know about um, Mother Cabrini until he was older. And when he knew it, he just was astounded by what she was able to do, because the, she was arrested in New York City. There, you've got to know. He said they didn't want to do this nice nun story. He said if we do this, this has to be her real story. The odds that she was against, you know, the the hierarchy and the church no you can't do it you can't no 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 um you come to new york and the you had was it the cardinal the bishops everybody was against her well, they make smoke. the irish guys the bad guys so i don't know well sure the irish true. i don't know are the irish ever bad guys mike <laughs> i don't know I don't, it's it is an extraordinary it's a i think it's just history if you like history and if you're Italian and you are proud of your heritage, this makes you even more proud. 
So um, we're going to try to do something. Yeah, we're going to try. We're going to be working on it this next week. But we're going to try to put an event together where we have a screening of Cabrini. I would hope in Brooklyn. Because we'll see. I think, you I know, know, Brooklyn is the, the place to be. I mean, who needs, <laughs> who needs to go to Manhattan? I think we should oh. go to Brooklyn and have a screen of Cabrini there. That would there. be lovely. That would and be so lovely. when we do that, we're going to let you know. We're going to have a certain amount of tickets. They're going to be free right. to our callers when the when the time and place comes. Obviously, we're going to let you know. We're going to try to work with the producer on this this next week. Hopefully, it'll come up. But again, things don't always work out. We'll there may try. not be, you know, we don't know what theaters they're going to be playing into, what's available. And, you know, over the years we've seen this in a lot of movies that we've, you know, been fans of or whatever. They're not always given the release in the places we'd like to give them a release. I know. You know, so we may. But the, the one place, the AMC on, on 42nd Street, always, you know. That's for greater close. glory, if y'all saw yeah, that. We did that That, that, that always has ago. places. Yeah. You know that's yeah. that seems to show. Of course, they got a lot more theaters than uh, you know screens. Yeah. They've got a lot of screens there. But uh, you know, wherever we're going to do something, I hope hope it all works out. In the meanwhile, if you want us to do a seminar for your organization, give us a call at seven one eight two three eight sixty five hundred seven one eight two three eight sixty five hundred. See you next week at the same time and places. Bye bye, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Are you or your parents' assets protected from nursing home bills? Did you know these bills can exceed $15,000 a month? People work their entire lives to live comfortably in retirement, but when people become ill and need to go to a nursing home or receive home care, the bills can drain their assets, leaving many people bankrupt. The good news is that you can prevent that from happening if you plan in advance. Connors & Sullivan's lawyers can customize a plan that specifically protects your interests, including your home. Schedule a free comprehensive telephone consultation with Mike Connors to discuss your issues and concerns from the security of your home. Call today, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Don't let nursing home bills take your life's savings and leave you and your loved ones bankrupt. Don't wait another minute. Mike Connors can take you through the process by telephone and start a plan designed for you today. That's 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. The preceding pre-recorded program paid for by Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.